All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Things are well here. How is all in New York City? It's going well, man. Going well. Anything exciting to report at the top of the podcast? Any uh, fun uh, news updates? I got something I will share with you in a moment, but I will give you the opportunity to go first. Uh, I don't have any exciting news updates. I do have a live show I'd like to plug for... um, I do another podcast called Idiot... uh, No, this is Idiots on Parade. What am I thinking? Um, Called uh, Love Love Gurus. Gurus. And we're going to do a live show next Thursday... Uh, 7 p.m. at the V Spot on St. Mark's in New York. So, we, yeah, we, we take uh, relationship questions from the Internet and from the audience members, and we uh, read them and answer them and riff on them with comics. So if you are in the Lower East Side, East Village area, next Thursday at 7, come by V Spot. So that with this will post on Monday the 23rd, new podcast Monday, and you are talking about Thursday the 26th. Since we're doing that, uh, yes. I don't know that I've ever and done so this. And so if you listen to this after Thursday, this is very important. Um, Build a time find machine. Find a time machine. Yep. Go back. Yeah, I know everybody says kill Hitler. It sounds a lot easier than it is, you know? there was a, Last I checked, there was a lot of people trying to kill Hitler in the 40s, all right? You're not going to be the only one. You're probably going to get shot by SS officers before you get there. Just saying. Um, however, no one's going to try to kill you for coming to the V-Spot on Thursday. So, so come to the V-Spot. Good, good point. I enjoy that. And since we're talking about stuff, uh, f- Saturday the 28th, if you are in the Iowa City area, I'm doing my ninth annual comedy for charity show at the Blue Moose. And I'm not going to lie to you, a little pissed at them right now. Um, it's, it's not a long story. It's a short one. Uh, our good friend Mike Lucas has a running show at the Blue Moose at the on the last Saturday of every month. This has been going on for over a year. It's just been guaranteed. You know, Mike Lucas, you get this spot, you put on a comedy show. So we started doing comedy for charity the last Saturday of July. Like, let's just make this happen. Well, like a week and a half ago, uh, the Blue Moose fired their booking agent or they hired a new one or something. And that person, uh, Lucas, noticed they put a band on the same night and then asked us to move the show. And then they're being sort of not dicks about it, but they're like, oh, well, I guess you'll just hear the music coming up through the floor. Good call. And it's like, it's just no fun when you're when you have this thing set up that you've been working on for months and then someone shows up at the last yeah, minute and they need to make their impression like, well, I book bands now, so we're putting a band to compete with you. It's like, thanks, assholes. We can't do Saturday anymore at 9 p.m. What we can do is Monday at 6 p.m. Are you interested? right? Exactly. Well, here's the fucked up thing. We put the comedy for charity at seven because we'd done it at other venues like the Mill and the Yacht Club. And places where we said, all right, we'll do comedy from 7 to 8.30 because we know you have a band that night. We just stand right. on stage. We don't need instruments. Mm-hmm. Or, we will literally walk off stage, and we are cleaned up. We don't need to tear anything down. So, right. Whereas, it's like, very perfect. easy to set up and tear yeah, down they, comedy the, the band sets up, and then, you know, we just stand in front of their equipment. And it worked great, like, literally every time. But this one, for some reason, in a college town, even though, yes, it's summer... The band is starting at 7.30 p.m., which is just odd for a bar band. Usually it's 9.10. For some reason, this one's starting at 7.30, and it makes no sense. So we are directly, we're going to have music, you know, coming up through the floorboards. Because they're in a a large cavernous room, listeners, and uh, we are in an upstairs room that's nice and isolated, unless there's a loud band beneath us. 
It sucks, man. But if you want to come hear comedy with a background of uh, music, then come on Saturday the 28th to the Blue Moose and support uh, Comedy for Charity. Oh, right. hopefully it's a cover band and it's and it's very well-known, popular song, some kind of Led Zeppelin cover band or something like that. You could just do horrible song parodies the whole time. That do, <laughs> That does well on the road. That would be awesome. Uh, they are, I looked at their website, because I tried to get in touch with them. This is fucked up. I'm not going to say the name of the band, uh, but because when uh, the, 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 the moose said this was happening, I, we politely asked, hey, maybe we'll start a little earlier and they can push their start time back a half an hour. And the moose said, no, fuck you. So I tried to reach out to the band directly and just say, hey, guys, you know, we both got a little screwed. Uh, would you be interested in doing this? They have no way of getting in touch. Their website, no contact page. Their Twitter, nobody follows it. They, they, and their Facebook, Messenger is shut down. Like you go to their Facebook and it says, nope, they don't have, they don't allow people to send them Messenger. It's like, what kind of artist does not want to hear from people that might like them? Well, I will tell you, they are described as doom metal. So... Yeah, we got that going for us. We're going to hear doom, doom metal. metal. Doom metal. I'm not sure what that is, but doom Well, luckily metal. it's not going to be like really loud music coming up through the floor or anything. I, I don't know what doom metal is. Are you saying it will be more like, uh, droning music? I don't know what it is. No, I was just making a joke because it is, it is clearly going to be very, very, very loud. Oh, okay. You were going the other direction. I thought you'd be like low bass tones or something. You think, okay. yeah, maybe, maybe, dude, maybe it's just metal that plays the songs from the, uh, the video game Doom. <laughs> and they're dressed I, like that guy. I didn't think of that. <laughs> and dude, people show up all with the, like, the, the face paint, the, the, the white and black, you know, uh, Norwegian death metal, uh, face paint. Right, and, right. And they're expecting, oh yeah, this is going to be black metal, you know, this is going to be. Good, hard black metal, and it's just video game songs. And they're just like, what the fuck is this? And this is me riffing, and it's bad, but uh, I don't care. They have a it's screen at the back. It's good when a riff starts like that. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. They have a screen at the back of the stage, and they don't face the audience. They all face the screen, and the screen, uh, there's a camera behind the drum set that shoots them. So it's like first person. You watch the screen looking at the band, looking at the camera, like Doom. So you're first person watching the band instead of watching Wait, it live. Wait, this is starting to get sense? like Leonardo DiCaprio's Inception. Is the band actually there? <laughs> We're watching the band on the screen. I'm confused now. Exactly. Is this a dream within a dream? Exactly. My point has been made, even if I didn't know what I was saying. Oh, dude, you think maybe they're playing Guitar Hero? The whole time, like they're on stage <laughs> playing Guitar Hero, and it's songs from the video game. That would be amazing. Yes. Um, anyway, so Jake, uh, listeners, uh, you can listen in right now if you want. Jake, I got something to tell you on the side quickly. Jake, you live in New York. I don't think I've asked you this. Um, have you seen Hamilton? No, I haven't, man, because I don't have like $3,000 for a ticket or whatever. Well fucking sell drugs or something because i went to see it last week holy fucking shit you know how everything is hyped to hell and nothing ever lives up to the hype this lives up to the hype uh the yeah i've heard nothing but good things man yeah the touring company came to does monies and this is fucked up i want to go on a side tangent listeners you can tune back in now because this is important to you um the the touring production of hamilton is only a few cities in 2018, and somehow Iowa got it. Like, we are prestigious enough. It's not going to, like, Nashville or Memphis or some other large cities. 
it came to Des Moines and a handful of others. Dude, we got the best production. We got an understudy from the Broadway version, and we got the lead from the Chicago version. Like, it goes Broadway, then Chicago. Chicago always gets, you know, the great performers. We had the best production. It was insanely good. And that's that's important. Yeah, it's important because... When it breaks off and, like, you have three touring troops at the same time, when they start getting into smaller markets, we saw the uh, Book of Mormon in Des Moines when it was the first touring troupe, and it was fantastic. And then a year, year and a half later, the Book of Mormon came to Iowa City to a place called Hancher Hall, Hancher Auditorium. Beautiful, beautiful, multi, multi-million dollar venue. It's just gorgeous. However... Uh, the touring troupe that came to Iowa City was like the C team, like the third string quarterback, and it just sucked. It's like while there was a group in Iowa City doing Book of Mormon, there was probably one in Poughkeepsie doing Book of Mormon. Like there were four yeah. or five groups out there. So you're, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. So listeners, if uh, Hamilton or Book of Mormon comes near you, see who's on the bill. You want to see things like, oh, this guy was the understudy in Broadway or this guy was the lead in Chicago. And you try and get it on first run if you can, because again, Hamilton, I cannot say enough good things about it. You save your money, save your, like for a year, put all your pennies in a jar, and then go rob a bank and go see Hamilton. Absolutely worth it. So good, very good. I'm actually going to uh, Alabama next week to see the MAGA uh, version of Hamilton, where it's uh, it's 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 white actors again. You know, because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of cultural appropriation, you know what I'm saying? That was our people, and uh, instead of rapping, it's country music. So check out the Manka the, the edition of Hamilton next uh, week in Alabama. That is hilarious. All right, so I sent you something, and I'm I think we talked about this when it happened, but I don't remember. But uh, I listened to a bunch of podcasts, and one of them is called Hidden Brain. And they did a rerun last week because I recognized it. I'm like, oh, they even say up front, like, we're going to rebroadcast an old episode because we're on vacation. And as I was listening to it, I'm like, I, I know I've heard this, and I think I talked about it with you, Jake, but I can't remember. Uh, they talked about something you have talked about when it comes to elections, when you say, like with Roy Moore, you think the NAMBLA endorsement would hurt him, and that if you were a NAMBLA, you'd approach politicians and say, hey, uh, pay me $10,000 or I will endorse you. Remember talking about that? Yeah, yeah. So this podcast was about advertising and branding, and it mentioned that when the show Jersey Shore was big on MTV, Abercrombie and Fitch paid the situation not to wear their clothes. They actively sent him a check and saying, hey, uh, do me a favor and don't shop at Abercrombie and Fitch. Just uh, we don't want you wearing our clothes. And then Gucci sent Snooki a handbag from the competition. Like Gucci went out and bought like a Michael Kors handbag or some other shit. I don't know any brand. And sent it to Snooki and said, see, that's even better, man. That's even sneakier. I, I like I do like the idea of Amber Crombie and Fitch getting a hold of him and being like, "Oh, hey, you're uh, you're on that show Jersey Shore, right?" And, and he's he's at first thinking it's going to be an endorsement deal, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you want me to wear your stuff? No, no, it's not where this is going. Uh, kind of the opposite. <laughs> uh, we want to pay you for an anti-commercial where you do not even look at our store as you're passing it in the mall. Uh, you, the words Amber Crombie or Fitch do not exist in your vocabulary. Here's ten thousand dollars." No, I like that. I but I so like even I. more the sneakiness of Gucci, you know? That's good. 
That's I mean, good. Look, that's that's like Wendy showing up to the Nambla rally and being like, "Hey, you know what's amazing is uh, McDonald's chicken sandwiches. You guys ought to try one of these. You know what I mean? I heard. Look, I got this big bag full of them. They uh, McDonald's sent these over here for free. Blast them in the newsletter." Yeah, I, 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 that's why I brought it up, because you've said that with politicians all the time, that they should do that. They should hold uh, hold politicians hostage, like the Klan. Hey, uh, give us $10,000 or we will endorse you. And shit, here it's happening in the marketing world, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's beautiful. I think it's great. Well, no, I take that back. I agree with you. I think the Gucci one is beautiful and great because it's so sneaky. That's fucking it, genius. Yeah, it is. That guy. That guy deserves a promotion, man. He does, because because Gucci didn't want to be associated with Jersey Shore. If she bought a Gucci bag, then they'd be like, fuck, now we look like these white trash, you know, uh, yeah. Italian trash, whatever they were, Dude, orange I'll bet, trash. Dude, I'll bet the, the, the real housewives or whatever the fuck get these anti-commercial deals every single season. And that that's the one that kind of pisses me off, like, to, to, to think that. You know, the situation, this enormous douchebag, all he has to do is be a douchebag and he will get money not to talk about a product. It's like it it works for him, but it's like, fuck, do I have to go out and be a douchebag now to make money? Come on. It is, man. You've been trying to be likable. It's not so it pays the bills in 2018. You got to be such a dick that people pay you not to be around them. Uh, It does. I think we should try that with politics. That's absolutely right. Okay. For the 2020 election, here's here's what we should do. I think, and I don't know how we're going to do this, I think we should make it seem like Donald Trump has some weird connection with Vladimir Putin. I think his supporters would turn away if it, if it seemed like that. <laughs> oh, it's almost as if it were actually happening in the yeah, news. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to make it seem like that, but uh, we should do that. If anybody has any ideas, let's, uh, let's hear them. Bring them on. Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, let's change gears. Let's talk about something we talked about last week because it happened last week. We talked about Scarlett Johansson was cast as a transgender male uh, for a movie about uh, I. It's called Rub and Tug. It'd be an interesting poster right there. Uh, I still stand by my statement last week. If she's going to star in the movie as a transgender male, she should have to get a sex change for it. You can get one back after the movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, she's not in the movie anymore. That's the problem is transgender rights uh, groups raised uh, hell and said, how dare she take the role of this? She's not transgender. Uh, My point was Daniel J. Lewis would have gotten the breast implants. That's all I'm saying. Yes. And my point was, how dare a non-doctor play the role of a doctor in a movie? How dare a non-serial killer play the role of a serial killer? Jane Gum. Uh, I can't think of his name, in Silence of the Lambs, I hope he killed real people, real uh, people leading up to his role as James Gum in Silence of the Lambs. Well, yeah, I, he could have, I mean, not not normal people. He could have just killed the kind of people that you pay not to have your products on TV. He could have killed the Jersey Shore people. You know what I mean? That would have oh, been a win-win. He would have been, been a better hero. actor, and, and the Jersey Shore people would be, only kill reality TV stars <laughs> while doing your, your, your method acting as serial killers. Because they deserve it. Well, now she, she dropped out. She released a statement that I'm not going to read. It's one of those bullshit statements that, you know, panders and caters that says, I have given this deep thought and after much consideration and I have listened to your voices. And what will be funny to me is funny in a sad way, because we mentioned this last week. It'll probably happen now. A, 
either the role will be cast by a no-name actor and the movie will come out and fail and go away, whereas she could have brought light to the situation. She could have done... Because it's not like they were making a comedy. It's not like they were like, hey, having a penis is wacky. This woman wants to be a guy. They were going to do an emotional... This is a conflict. This is a real story. Life. Uh, yeah. Don't dismiss these people because you know they were trying to bring put light on an issue that certain people don't understand that bigots sure. don't understand. And, well, they kind of shot themselves in the foot by getting mad about this. You know what I mean? And when I say they, I obviously do not mean all transgender people because I don't think all transgender people give a fuck about this. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think most give a fuck about this. This is a small group of assholes who almost seem to make it a competition among themselves. Um, and, and you'll find this in any group and it, it probably most of the people getting upset about this aren't even trans, man. It's, it's, there's a certain weird little douchey internet element on, on the left that just tries to find like, what, what can I get upset about? And if I find something else that no one else sees, uh, I, I, I get a gold star that day. And right. I, you know, it's because there's worse things than this going on for transgender people in the country. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, this yeah. movie would have brought attention to the worst things, the horrible things. Yeah. It's like there was no, and I agree with you, by the way. Exactly. It is exactly. Small, it would, it would have brought community. attention to it. It'd be one thing if this was like Tu Wong Fu, thank you right. for everything, Julie Newby, if they were doing that again, right? But this, by doing this, congratulations, shithead, you're not going to get any representations for trans people in Hollywood now because they're going to be too scared to touch it. They're going to be like, if I touch this topic am i gonna upset 20 people on the internet and it's gonna go fucking viral and it's you know now people are boycotting before they've even seen a trailer and we're gonna lose money just because of that they're gonna get scared and they're not gonna want to do it so congrats which was point two i was gonna make you just made it for me perfect thank you point was one was like i said now they'll find a no-name actor and if it comes out it'll be a small art house film it's, that gets yeah, released it's in be an la in new film. york yeah or exactly. part two what you just said nobody will want to fund it now now they will have problems finding funding do we need a transgender director you know like how inclusive do we need to be? Does the if we're making the movie Moonlight, does the entire cast and crew and director need to be African American? And it goes back to the guy I'm holding the lighting was a cisgender scum. <laughs> we don't want him on exactly. this movie. Exactly, and I'm not saying it's it's good to that. It, it, it you have to be inclusive. Yes, you, you when you are writing the script, it shouldn't just be. You know, someone like, hey, what would it be like to be a, you know, a transgender? Let's just write the, you know, if you're being authentic, be authentic. But what you just said, yeah, it doesn't mean that the gaffer has to be transgender, too. So everything gets blown out of proportion, which leads us to another story I just sent you. I don't know if you saw um, in his new movie that is not doing well, Skyscraper, uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson plays uh, someone an amputee. He's missing either a leg or two legs. I forget. But now then there was an op-ed piece by someone who was an amputee who said, how dare The Rock do that? That role should have gone to an amputee. And it's like, Jesus, yes, God the role should have gone to it, it should have gone to one of the many famous amputee actors in Hollywood that would have been a big name and drawn people to the movie. Exactly. How far are we going to take this? And I get it. I get the idea of rights for amputee people. I, I agree that all people need representa represented, uh, need representation, deserve representation. But now we are getting to that point where the pendulum swings too far, where it's like we are nitpicking over every little thing. And 
I re- oh god, I'm, I got something going on in my head that I can't spit out because I just thought Samson, of it. Samson, no barking. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I was listening to Jay, and I can't say his last name. Jay Chanda Hackscar, the director that from Broken Lizard. You know who I'm talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah. The director, he's got a long last name. He is uh, from Asia. I don't. I can't remember if he's Indian. I think he's Indian. He's he's, they, he's in the movie, right? He's in the Super Troopers. Yes, yeah, he's yeah, directed yeah, and he, he's, he's the lead. He's he he yeah. plays the, uh, I can't, but either way, um, I, his name is so long, Chanda Hacksca, I but he is yeah. Indian, and they were, when, when the Apu controversy, so-called controversy, was coming out about the Simpsons, they asked him about it, and he said, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't see any Indians anywhere, so when I saw Apu in the Simpsons, I didn't look at it as mocking, I recognized it as, yes, I've seen that person in the convenience store, and I thought it was kind of neat to see it represented on the screen because it was like, I don't yeah. see any Indian characters and this animated character I get might be sort of a stereotype, but it's... So my point is, it might be nice for an amputee to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson kicking ass, and yes, it's fake, it's pro- you know, he didn't really get his... But it's like, it gives aspiration. It's I like, don't want to look- see any ass getting kicked by a real amputee, or uh, by, a, by an amputee, unless it's a real prosthetic leg doing the ass kicking. Exactly. This, this is a thought I've I think had. he should have to get a leg removed. Look, go all out there, you know? Have, have one of your legs taken off, then you, can, then you could be in the movie. This, this goes back to the very first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. And I remember full well when that movie came out, and it was an enormous blockbuster. It opened huge, and all the experts were saying, holy crap, we did not expect this to be the biggest movie ever. You got this little Tobey Maguire kid, blah, blah, blah. And what I said, and it was... And then I found verification on the net. You know, like I looked up information uh, years later because the net wasn't big, but that way it was big enough. But the long and the short of it was nobody broke down the demographics and said the reason Spider-Man is so popular is because when he's Spider-Man, you have black kids, you have Latino kids, you have Asian kids sitting in the audience who can say, I can be that because he's completely covered by the costume. When the African-American kids see Superman it's harder for him to project onto Superman. He can still do it. They can still play, you know, Superman. But when the mask is on, it gave kids of all colors and races a fantasy. And I think that is what movies do. And it goes back to what I just said about Jay and Indian characters. And I hope, and I don't like the small minority that is angry, that's what it can do for trans people if it is in a uh, subject like being treated with respect and shown as a realistic portrayal uh, and not some sort of slapstick comedy like transgender is wacky. That would be bad. Or, you know, like some like it hot, uh, which isn't transgender, but just cross-dressing. You get what I'm meaning. And the same with uh, amputees. You know, if, if you are approaching this from a point of let's show how this 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 does not limit the Dwayne the Drock Johnson character. Let's not show it as a hindrance and, oh, my God, he can't walk up the stairs. Let's show him kicking ass. I can't see how that's anything but a good thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think it's just a small kind of niche group of people on, on the Internet that make it a competition to find things to get upset about. And it's it's really weird that they do that when there's there's actual things to be upset about, you know? Like, we're... We're about to have a conservative Supreme Court, um, depending yeah. on what group you're getting upset on behalf of. Maybe, 
maybe, maybe talk about that. <laughs> not, not this, this fucking movie, you know? I, um, I do the boards for different shows at work at Sirius XM, you know, and I was, I, I don't want to get too specific with any of the names of the shows or anything. Yeah, you never do. You always, uh, you always had yeah. your bets and that's important and good. Well, there's, there's one that I do where it, the, 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 the woman hosting it runs a, a trucking organization for women, you know, and it, they have a, a doll. How many, how many listeners? Like three? <laughs> well, it's not just it's not just female listeners. I mean, it's it's on it's on. I know a, that's a, a me making a channel. shitty lame joke, uh, like like that's and that's the problem. Is the shitty lame joke I just made? Female truckers are probably underrepresented, and it's good that she has a, given them a voice. So I made a shitty joke, and I will call myself on it. Continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it was e- easy and not creative. That that was what I didn't like about it. Just the lack of being well, funny. Well, yeah, but it, it was just it just came out as the lame one. Like it's it's the easiest go to joke I could have made. And I made it, so I hereby apologize for my lame, cheap, non-original joke. And I, I apologize forgive for you, interrupting. listeners. If you forgive him, let us know. If not, also let us know. But <laughs> anyway, so so you no, do this, this show. Bad. You do the show. I but yeah, so I, I, I do I do the show. And um, but but you you know you you did make a point with the joke. It's it's not a lot of women that that are in trucking. They make up. I it's something like three uh, percent. I, I believe, or well, no, it's it's, it's more like seven percent of the industry, which is not much. That means out of a hundred drivers, ninety-three are men, seven are women. You know, and so that's kind of what the organization is there to do: is um, you know help women who are in the trucking industry, but also kind of you know show and encourage women who are maybe thinking about getting into trucking, but sort of just look at it as like, oh well, you know, this is some kind of boys' club or something. Um, Hey, you know this is this is for us too, right? So they have a doll that is like a like like, like a, a a woman trucker doll. They they made like a doll. She's a trucker. She's got a, you know a little trucker hat, and it's for you know maybe maybe you got a daughter, and you you know you live in a you know a spot where people get into trucking a lot. You may maybe give it you know here's here's a trucker doll, you know, and um, she got an email from somebody not being sarcastic or joking but actually calling her a racist because this doll was white and had blonde hair and how dare yeah. she make a doll that isn't exclusive and it's like there's it's one doll it's one fucking doll and it's like is 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 the worst thing uh, facing minorities in this country right now a fucking trucker doll who's blonde i'm and this was while this was while latino kids were getting taken away from their families and put in cages you are taking the time how is this even on your radar at this point you're like all this is happening at the border and you're sitting there going how dare you make the doll blonde if only it was latino or something there wouldn't be people trying to build walls well, let me let me take my joke then one further and put it next to something you said. So, seven percent of the trucking industry is female. How much of that seven percent then is minority? I'm guessing it drops to one percent or below. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing the subset of the female trucking industry. I'm guessing it is major white, and when it gets so, yeah, you're. 
You're well, I get inclusiveness, but it's like there's one doll. It'd be one thing yeah, if yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. oh, we have five different dolls and they're all white with blonde hair. <laughs> like, all right, that might, yeah, maybe, maybe give one of them a tan. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I, yeah, but there, there's one doll. This is what they went with. Sorry. Like, what do you, are, are you crazy? And, and more importantly, I would say flip, flip the, flip the, the shades of people involved in this around and see how that looks pretend that there was one doll and it oh, did look yes. latino or black or something and there was some lady going and going my white kids don't feel inclusive with your dumb little brown trucker doll how dare oh, you no, no 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 how dare you make america ready to get like they would seem like the most insane racist and justifiably so because that's crazy man I thought you were going to go the other direction. Turn that shit around. Make, make, because this has happened plenty of times uh, where you say, okay, make the doll Latino. And suddenly you have everybody going, oh my God, you're saying that Mexicans are truck drivers. And, you know, like you're saying that the Mexicans are reduced. Sure. Where I, they I turn can it around see, like I can that. See they turn into, emails from the left still. Yeah. I, I exactly. Mean, it, yeah. Exactly. I can't think of a, an example off the top of my head. Um, but. I listened to the Adam Carolla podcast and he pointed something out that I've noticed and that is hilarious. Whenever you have like, you see a, a, a commercial for home security, like ADT or any of those home, the criminals trying to break into the house are always white men. Because if they threw a black guy in there or a Latino, there would be so much blowback. And it's oh, yeah. funny because it's true. Like, if you are casting criminals for a commercial that's going to broadcast on TV, yeah, it might want to make them white men just so nobody gets angry. And because we don't get angry. As a white guy, I'm mean, like, man, yeah, they're white guys. Who cares? You know, like, they're breaking in. I'm not going to get angry and say, how dare you say, but it, it happens. And, and I you get, get that it's, it's a no little bit what. different. Like, you know, it... We're we're also not like stereotyped as criminals either, so there's that. So I mean, like I get yeah, it yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit, but I'm just I, saying as far as is is there's all my 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 overall point is someone will always complain about yeah. something no matter what, right? And I get erring on the side of not getting the complaints, you know. But this that's why with um bringing it back to Scarlett Johansson, uh with with her getting all this heat for being in the movie about trans people, well. Guess what Hollywood's not going to want to make anymore? Movies about trans people because, or, or you know, they'll, they'll at least be very hesitant because they don't want any fucking blowback, man. It's a business. It's like, you, you know, the, the the security company doing the commercial on TV, they're, they're a business. They're not trying to fucking make any kind of social statement. Like, they're trying to sell security shit. And, you know, people getting upset at you for for a stupid casting thing, oh how dare you? This guy's the wrong color. Um, well, fuck it, that's bad for business. So why even take the chance? You know what I'm saying? Like, and and Hollywood's oh, going to do the same things with trans movies. Well, not just that, but um, I, I had this thought earlier, completely forgot it, and you brought it back home. Thank you. Uh, look at how far we have come in ten years. The movie Milk came out in two thousand eight. Sean Penn won an Oscar because it was a great fucking movie too, man. And portraying the life and struggle of Harvey Milk, and you know it wasn't done to disrespect uh, LGBTQ actors by casting Sean Penn. It was done to get. You know, like, oh, this is a serious thespian. He gets nominated for Oscars. Let's, you know, maybe we'll go see this film because he's in it. And then you walk out going, holy shit, that was an amazing story. 
Now, had milk been made, it, it could have broken a, a, a gay actor out that no one had ever heard of. Maybe it could have been their defining career. Like, oh, we the discovery, you know. the the. But at the same time, they're a right. business. They want to hedge their bets. They put this name on the film, and the film wins Oscars, and everybody, you know, learns something new. It's... It's 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 money. It's it's not discrimination or hate. It's literally money, and in the end, I think it helps. So, right, absolutely. Well, let's yeah, go. Yeah, dude, I like the idea of that. On the other side, though, is I, I like the idea because people who like, if you're a hardcore racist and you're complaining about like comic book movies, well, let's say, let's, let's go characters. back to where like, we started because that back. does happen. But but I don't I don't even think most hardcore racists like they would look at you as being dumb you know what i mean they would be like why, why are you always showing up to the rally talking about comic book movies clarence there's bigger problems the white man's facing today <laughs> i don't care that luke cage is black why you always show up we ain't made making these rallies to get back at comic book movie makers what's wrong well, luke, with you luke cage was black i think you're thinking of johnny storm but I but don't, take, I don't, you know, I fucking hate comic book movies. I'm glad I fucked up the reference. Take it back to the beginning. I hate comic book movies. What's up? Hamilton. Take it back to the beginning. Hamilton. Yeah. The only white character I can remember seeing was the King of England, and he was a, a nonsensical idiot, you know, moron. And it was great. You know, you have Thomas Jefferson, black, uh, Alexander Hamilton, uh, Latino, um, uh, you know, Aaron Burr. African American, like 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 everybody in Hamilton is. It's a diverse. Like they didn't imagine someone complaining about that. I thought right. it was fantastic and great. You got the white, like, well, Jefferson was a white man. How dare a black? It was great. It, the the idea was fucking insane and wonderful to cast these 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 African American actors and actresses, and it was just fantastic. Why would anyone complain about that? Yeah. All right. No, it was awesome, man. Let's end on a fun note. Uh, I sent you this. I'm going to read to the listeners, and then we'll get your thoughts. Uh, The headline that caught my eye was, This porn star couple got engaged immediately after filming a gangbang. Love is real. Love is amazing. It's sweaty and it's sexy and it's weird. And it looks really different for everyone. Just ask porn star Brian Bonds, who proposed to his boyfriend, Mason Lear, moments after filming a gangbang scene with eight other dudes. And then they have a screenshot of uh, him handing the rig, and it looks like they're in a, uh, this is sad, a stereotype, sort of a, um, a, a sweat room, sweat lodge. And it's just a bunch of dudes that just got done banging one another, and two of them got engaged, so... Do you think? Do you think gay Who's porn ever judge? gets angry emails going? You're perpetuating negative stereotypes. <laughs> How dare you? I'm boycotting this porn. I just, you know, and I don't really have anything insulting to say or. Fu- I just thought it was odd. You know, good for them. I have no judgment on them. It's just one of those things you don't normally see. Even take the gay aspect out of it. Make it just regular. You know, make it a man woman porn stars. Uh, you used to only usually, you know, like read the sentence after they finished filming their gangbang scene uh one proposed and the other said yes just so love can be found anywhere yep. as well that I'm old saying. chestnut you know <laughs> it is if, if you're out there and you're lonely just know that love is everywhere <laughs> well if you're if you're in a gangbang scene you're really the opposite of lonely right i mean there's you got, you got a lot <laughs> of people in the lonely? room on that one tonight yeah. gang bang with eight other guys so. yeah that's it, it, but 
Say what you want, man. That's got to be one of the most fun wedding parties on the planet. I, yeah, dude, I the, uh, the, the reception for that wedding is going to be insane. So much Molly and glow sticks. It's going to be awesome. It will be. All right, kids, if you have any thoughts on anything that we have said, uh, we are everywhere now. Uh, Jake, I noticed that suddenly we're getting hits on SoundCloud, so it's nice we are there. If uh, if you've always sort of been hit and miss with us because your platform is not the best and you listen on SoundCloud to your music, add us to your music. Add us to your SoundCloud and just keep it all in one place. Tell your friends to listen to us. Uh, comment on SoundCloud or anywhere you do listen to us. Shoot us messages, jakevever.com, nathantimmel.com. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Later. <laughs> Isn't it romantic Music in the night A dream that can be heard Isn't it romantic Moving shadows write the oldest magic word Ah, here the breeze is playing in the trees.